This is Karen Hunter, and welcome to The Hub. Hey family, coming up next, part two of Rethinking How We Discipline Our Children. It's a discussion I started with Larie Favors, Afro State of Mind, and we ended up bringing on Dr. Stacy Patton to just round out the conversation, but she took it to a whole other level. She put both of us in a mind frame of complete and total change, and we were in awe with the power that she was coming to the table with. I hope you enjoy this discussion, but more importantly, I hope this discussion helps to shift and change how we treat our children. And if you are learning anything from this discussion, if you are moved at all, please share it with as many people as you can. This is a super important discussion around disciplining, spanking, shaming our children. Coming up next, I hope you enjoy. Let me welcome to the show, she's been here before. She, actually, this is her area. She teaches mm-hmm. at the Great Morgan State University, which seems to be our resident All HBCU. All the black geniuses Everybody, coming out of Morgan Dr. Jason right now. Johnson, <laughs> Sylvia Whittier, Alan and Tiffany. Let me welcome to the show, Dr. Stacy Patton. Hello. Hey, welcome, welcome, welcome. Thanks for having me. Thanks for coming back in. Now, I know you heard our discussion. Uh-huh. <laughs> What's your take on this Benjamin Button haircut? Well, I've written about this uh, uh, situation before. There was another uh, barber shop maybe about a year or so ago that did the exact same thing. And this haircut, um, which uh, uh, adultifies black boys in a really weird way and even dangerous way, given that uh, they are living in a a society that uh, sees them as grown men who are... Uh, threats that can only be stopped with lethal force. Uh, this this haircut is really problematic, but it exists in a larger ecosystem of shaming black children. Mm. It's part of this this trend uh, of using social media, picking up cell phones, and record parents recording themselves, either cutting off children's eyebrows, their hair, wow. or whipping them uh, with belts and switches and extension cords and then uploading it to social media sites like Facebook, like YouTube. There's a whole genre of this on YouTube. You can go, you can put in um, uh, boy or girl gets a whooping for bad grades, for lying, for having sex in the house, for disrespect. There's a whole genre, and it's predominantly um, black folks who are doing Mm -hmm. this uh, to their kids. And so they share these things to get parental validation for performance, to say, look, you know, we're raising our kids. Uh, we don't let our kids run wild. And then you watch the comments, and people laugh at these children. They share their own testimonials. Well, yep, this is what happened to me. And there's this sort of collective therapy uh, that's allowed to happen. But it sends a very dangerous message that black children's body, their bodily integrity, their minds, their hearts, their mm. spirits are fair game for everybody to make fun of and disrespect. Mm. So I was telling Larie during the, the break that I was resistant to your message of no spanking because, you know, maybe spanking doesn't work for everyone, but I believe that some people needed their asses whipped from time to time, and you came and completely changed my mind on this. So for people who didn't hear you the first time, can you just give a elevator pitch for why we should not spank our children? Well, I wrote two years ago um, a book called Spare the Kids, Why Whooping Children Won't Save Black America. And I really wanted to understand why so many black people 
believe that uh, uh, violence, putting hands on children, no matter what we call it, whether it's spanking, popping, whooping, beating, or whatever, it's all violence and it all involves pain, why we believe that this is necessary for us to do. So as a trained historian, I decided to go back into history to see where this behavior came from. To answer the question, I discovered that we don't begin in this country, in, within black culture. We don't begin on slave plantations. We don't even begin in West Africa. We have to go back thousands of years of European history in European societies where this kind of coercive parenting practice first emerged. It is not native to West African cultures. It's not mm -hmm. native to indigenous cultures, pre-colonial, meaning before contact with white folks. White missionaries were dumbfounded when they would go to these different places and write about them in their missionary accounts and say, these people don't put their hands on their kids. They let their children run wild. Mm. So they use that to graft into their racial ideologies about our inferiority and lack of civility. So, um, you know, it is a byproduct. Whooping your children is a byproduct of colonialism, of slavery, indoctrination mm. into Western Christianity. It is a symptom of internalized racism. It is, quite mm. frankly, the whitest thing you can do to destroy Ooh, a black child. Yes, she said that. Now, it's funny, so Dr. I Patton. I looked at all that. Yeah, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, no, I just, not to cut you off, but as, I, as you were talking, mm -hmm. I was looking up some, some statistics on views about spanking by race, and, I, and I'm sure you address mm -hmm. this, uh, you can address this far more eloquently than I, but it's very much more acceptable in born-again Christian households. African Americans mm -hmm. tend to agree with spanking being an acceptable form of punishment to a greater extent than do uh, white Americans. It's very prevalent in the South. All of these demographic characteristics that tend to support what it is that you're saying, that's really powerful for me. Mm -hmm. And the thing is, is that this is an issue that stretches across race, class, and ethnicity. Uh, it's not a black thing. This mm -hmm. behavior is not native to us. The majority of captives who ended up on plantations um, were actually young people. Uh, these They weren't bringing old people over here to That's work right. plantations. <laughs> That's right. Um, and so a lot of black people will argue that, you know, we bought whooping kids over from Africa. And, and I'll ask them, well, what evidence do you have? And they have mm. none. They just assume that this has always, you know, been with us. These are the same people who will say they stole our language. They stole our religion. They took everything from us, but whooping ass is the one thing that survived the Middle Passage experience. Mm. And so if we had all come from the same country, spoke the same languages, uh, practiced the same religions, had the same conceptions of child rearing and childhood, and brought over a universal blueprint for how to discipline children, and that went uninterfered with by white people, then that argument could be made. But these were young people who in many cases had not finished childhood and had not parented themselves, who learned this behavior in the context of slavery. And this whole Bible thing about spare the rod, spoil the child, that verse isn't even in the Bible. Um, that's like the only, even people who don't go to church. Money is the root of like, all evils, not there either. There's a bunch of stuff yes. that we say that's not <laughs> yeah, in the Yeah, they like to quote, misquote scripture that's not even there. And people get mad at me when I say, you know, our ancestors were not practicing Christianity. 
These West Africans were Muslim. They were worshiping Orishas. They believed that children were gods, not that they were born in sin. They believed they were mystical. They were powerful. The Nigerians named their son Babatunde. Father has returned. Yetatunde. Mother has returned. They were respected. Uh, they, we believed that children led deeply spiritual lives. And now here we are, a culture of people, of colonized people, who think that beating children and shaming them is necessary to bring them to a respectable place in society. It sounds like what you're saying is that what was really stolen was our ability to raise our children in loving environments that integrated who they were and the wholeness of their being in a way that would further them, bring them further to adulthood, sharing the values that we would hold for our society. That's exactly right. And so we need to learn how to decolonize our parents. Mm. If you are shaming your child, if you are whooping them, that is a clear sign of a colonized mind. And we practice childism, this idea that children are inferior, that they occupy a completely different realm of human rights. Mm. The way we talk about our kids is so disrespectful to the ancestors who describe them as God, as superior to adults. Girl, you are preaching. (laughs) (laughs) And just for the audience, Karen, I did look up the Bible verse because I know someone's going to call up and say, yes, it is in the Bible. The Proverbs 13, verse 24 says, he who spares the rod hates his son, but he who loves him is careful to discipline him or her. And I'm willing to bet the rod is not the switch and the belt that you're talking about in your discussion. No. So the rod, again, you've got to learn something about Hebrew. Number one, you know, our people weren't reading the Bible. Our pre-colonial West African, you know, ancestors were not reading Hebrew. They were not reading the Bible. It took them a few hundred years before they started speaking English well enough. It was illegal for them to read and write. So any interpretation of Scripture that they were getting was processed through, you know, this bastardized, Western, you know, version or interpretation of Christianity. And to further slavery and the success, because if you can't spare the rod and spoil the child, if you have been infantilized as a black person on my plantation and I owe you, then own you, then whooping you is also within my purview. Exactly. And, and, And the rod, really, and I tell this to parent groups and when I have community conversations and trainings on this issue, the rod is a walking stick. You know, it's used for guidance. The shepherd used it, and there was a crook on it, right? You would never beat a sheep because a sheep was valuable, and they were used as sacrifices to God. And so it had to be unblemished. So if you've beaten a sheep with a stick or whatever, first of all, the sheep's going to run from you, mm. um, but you can't use it as a sacrifice. You use the rod to pull the sheep out of a rocky or hilly area, but the only time you wielded this thing was to ward off, you know, uh, wolves. You know, and the Bible uses rod in many ways. Thy rod and thy staff comfort me. That doesn't sound like a woman, mm. you know. And, and adults are also conspicuously silent about the uses of the rod on adults in other verses in Proverbs. And so you have to also ask, would Jesus whoop a child? No. Mm. Jesus never said, suffer the little children, come unto me for an ass whooping, right? He, he, he coddled kids. He snuggled with them. He said we need to be more like um, children to enter the kingdom of heaven. I know this. I'm not a Christian, but I'm saying you can't be a follower of Christ if you are beating and shaming your children Time and not out. treating Time them. Out. Mm. And if you are a Christian mm. and you don't know as much as Dr. Stacy Patton, who is not a Christian, <laughs> you need to get your full whole entire life, okay? 866-801-8255. We're going to take some calls in a second, but now you know why. Because 
when you know better, you do better. Yeah. We, we hold on to so many ideals that we've been raised with. And somehow we believe when we let them go that we dishonor our family, our mm-hmm. ancestors, or the things that we were brought up to believe. Somehow we feel like we're being disrespectful by examining the things that we've been taught. But actually that's what challenge is. I mean, you know, if you have faith in something and it's not challenged, you have not built or developed the muscle to be able to mm-hmm. even practice that faith. That's right. So everything that you think and believe has to be held up under the light, has to be questioned, has to be challenged. And I just want to thank you, Dr. Patton, because I would argue with you behind behind your back <laughs> about how wrong you were <laughs> until you until you gave me evidence that I could not refute. And unfortunately, it takes that for many of us. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. I, I couldn't I didn't have a comeback. So you're correct. Mm-hmm. You are right. And the book is called Spare the Kids, Why Whooping Black Children Won't Save what is it? Won't save Black America. Why, why whooping children won't save Black America. Why whooping children won't save Black America. Stacy also, Dr. Patton also wrote that Mino yesterday, which is an autobiography of her life growing up, which mm-hmm. you can read for yourself and experience all that she's gone through in her life to be the dynamic uh, powerhouse that she is today. And maybe you know you can learn some things. I learned a lot listening to Stacy Patton. And please get her book. But let's have a discussion in our homes about the things we need to do with our children. This is too important. They are truly our future. And what we do to them now will impact not just their lives, but our generations to come. So I hope you enjoy. Let me know what you think. Follow me on Twitter at Karen Hunter. Also follow Laree Favors at Afro State of Mind. And let's keep the conversation going. Till next time.